This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets, and I am so seasonally inspired <laughs> to be joined today by my dear friend and longtime co-host, Kelly Gordon. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Hi, Meg. I'm so good. It's so good to see your face and to have us be in the awesome's ears. Yes, absolutely. And today we are getting to do one of our favorite kind of episodes. It is our seasonal list for fall 2023. You guys, we first started putting together your seasonal list so you know what's awesome for the season ahead with a fall episode back in 2015. So if you're feeling like, you know, I just can't get enough fall inspiration, you can go walk through the years and find all kinds of fall inspiration. But every season, as, as often as we can, we do try to put together a list of awesome for our community. And Kelly, I have to tell you, I was going to even try to dress appropriately, like maybe put a fall (laughs) sweater on. It was not happening. I was sweating (laughs) by the time I came back from morning drop off with the kids. Are you guys feeling crisp or cool up in Minnesota yet? We have had several stretches of very cool weather and then it gets warm again. You know, it's that season where, okay, this is actually a really funny story. Last week I was at work at public radio was answering phone calls for a show. And at the end of every hour, the host is supposed to do a station ID because that's federally required. If you use the public airways, you have to identify yourself. And then they usually just do the weather. So the guy guest hosting, nicest guy in the world, and we can see him through the glass and he does the normal thing. And then he goes, well, it's 71 and sunny in the Twin Cities and it's going to be nice this weekend. I'm sure it's going to be nice and it's probably maybe not so nice a few days later, but it'll be nice again because it's fall in Minnesota and it's a nice season. So just wear layers and we're looking at each other in the booth and we're like, what is happening? Wear layers? And it turns out that he dropped the paper that we printed the weather forecast on like in a crack in the desk and could not reach it. And it's live radio. So you just have to go with it. And we laughed until we cried afterwards. I know that he felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. And we were like, Chris, you handled it as well as you could, right? Besides, unless you have the forethought to actually say on the radio, I just dropped the paper, you know, like, which (laughs) we usually don't, we're trying to cover, right? That our first instinct is to like, make it still sound professional. So he just kind of made it up in the wear layers. Hilarious. I was like, you weren't wrong. You said nothing that was not factual. This is the time of year to wear layers and just deal. Yesterday, it started really cool here in Minnesota. And then the sun came out. And oh my gosh, I was sweating. Like my kids were like, can we go? I picked them up after school and they wanted to go do something. And I was like, no, I'm so hot right now. 
I have yeah. to get home. Like, okay. I did not wear layers. <laughs> First of all, there's nothing like improving the weather. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And also it's going to be nice and it won't be nice, but it'll probably be nice again. And wear layers. I was like, that's fall. That belongs on a t-shirt. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But yes, I also, I have been, especially yes, in the afternoons, just running that AC in the car and it is quite warm here, but we all know that that seasonal yep. weather, that crisp coolness that is autumn, it's around the corner. It's coming for us. So we thought we would get you inspired for fall of 2023. And we have lots of goodies in store for you. I can't wait to get to all of that today on Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are so thrilled that you have found us here at Sorta Awesome. And if you are looking for a community of women who are going to support you, encourage you, just fill in the gaps in your life where you need that awesomeness to come into your life, I'm really happy to tell you that you've come to the right place. In fact, if you are listening to the show, but you're wondering, where do I find this community of support? please do come and find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show, where we have a little awesome for your Instagram feed every day over there. Or come over to Facebook to the Sorta Awesome Hangout, the heart of our awesome community. Thousands of women who show up daily to support each other through giving recommendations, troubleshooting problems, all kinds of like, if you just have that question, you're like, yeah, I know I could Google this, but <laughs> I need real people that I trust to tell me what to do in this situation. Then I'm happy to tell you the Sword Awesome Hangout is just the place for you, my friend. So if you haven't joined us, please do come. And even if you've been listening for years, Kelly, you know, one of our questions that we ask to get people into the hangout is just like, where did you hear of the Sword mm -hmm. Awesome Hangout? Just kind of to filter out the randos. And so many times people will say, I've been listening to the podcast for years, but I decided to finally come and see what the hangout is about. So yeah, that's awesome. Listening for a while. Come on over. It's not too late. Come and join us over in the hangout for sure. So especially, you know, the holidays, believe it or not, are around I the know. corner. Oh. And the holidays are a big time where we have lots of activity in the hangout with people, you know, asking for advice. The holidays yes. tend to inspire questions and yep. need for support. So it's the yep. perfect time to do that. All right, Kelly, before we get to this beautiful autumnal list for today, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you are new to Sorta Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever's making life just a little bit more awesome right now. It could be a book or a TV show, some music, a movie, a product, an app. You never know what we're going to bring. Just whatever's bringing that gold sparkle to our days. Kelly, what did you bring for us this week? Well, I brought a musician that my daughter actually turned me on to. And I feel like this okay. is a win-win because not only do I love this musician, but I love that my daughter brought her to me yes. and that she loves her too. Because you guys, this is like a jazz musician. Okay. I know. Long-time listeners of the podcast will know that I love jazz. I love yes. what is called modern or contemporary jazz. And so my kids 
reluctantly like have accepted it as the soundtrack of their life because I'm always listening to it, you know, on my Alexa in the kitchen or in the car. And so when Taylor, my 15 year old was like, mom, I think you're going to love this new singer I found. Her name is Lave. She is an Icelandic Chinese musician, singer, songwriter. I know. Okay. So her name is, it's spelled L-A-U-F-E-Y. She's like the best modern English would be like Lave. It would be really like Lave. It's an old, very classic Icelandic name. So it's a common name there, but she's like, it's the mother of Loki in like Norse mythology. Oh, okay. All right. But she has this deep, mellow sound and she writes her own music. And you guys, she's 24. Oh, wow. She went on Jimmy Kimmel, I think, actually, last year in 2022 and just poof, like she was the most listened to jazz artist apparently on Spotify last year. She is on tour right now, a fall of 2023 across the US and into, you know, the UK and Europe that she's going to be doing up through Christmas. And every show is sold out. She's coming here to the Twin Cities in a few weeks. And it's actually the theater that is next to the radio station, like that we used to own where we do shows. And I'm like, where are the strings that I can pull to go hear her in person? So I really have to play her music so that you guys can hear what she sounds like. So this is from her new album. It's called From the Start. Take a listen. Listening to you harp on about some new soulmate. She's so perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, how I wish you'll wake up one day. Run to me. Wow. Okay. So great. And she's 24? 24 and her voice. I mean, you guys, that oh voice. Oh my gosh. Yes. So she grew up in a very musical family. People who played mostly classical music. Her Chinese grandmother played a lot of piano and classical. So she grew up around a lot of instruments, but she was very inspired by her dad's love of jazz, of Nat King Cole and, you know, that sort of era. So she yeah. also not only is her voice so perfect in her music and it's just so nice and mellow, but her lyrics are so smart and cute. Yes. You're like, how are you writing this? Right. It's that classic kind of like Nat King Cole music where you're listening to it and you're just like, it's just so perfect. And in some ways, I feel like this is a great soundtrack for Autumn. Yes. That's what I was just thinking. This is perfectly timed. It's very cozy coffee house kind of vibe. I love it. Exactly. I mean, I think for women of a certain age, the When Harry Met Sally soundtrack is a lot of like this time of year because they had so many scenes in that classic movie set in the fall, gorgeous, like big chunky sweaters and hats and the leaves and all of that. And that music was all Harry Connick Jr. So it's a little bit of a different style, but to me, that's kind of that feel of fall. Like you said, it's coffee house, it's cozy, it's vibey. So if you like that kind of music, I mean, that was like a minute and a half excerpt of her music. All of it is kind of very similar. It's clever. It's charming. It's warm. And she's super popular, you guys. So even to the extent of the way we listen to music today is so siloed. Like we don't all listen to the same that much. Mm. So you may mm-hmm. not have heard of her just like I didn't, but a lot of people have and they love her with good reason. So look her up. She's definitely my awesome of the week. I'm enjoying it so much. My daughter created me my own playlist of music. She's like, I don't know, because of Lave's music, I'm kind of into this sound. So then, of course, Spotify suggests more people. So she's making me a playlist of people who are singing. Because a lot of my 
modern jazz is just instrumental. Yeah. Either way, so good. Go look her up. Again, you spell it. We'll link to the show notes, but it's spelled L-A-U-F-E-Y. It's pronounced Lave. Okay. I love that. I am super into it. And it is so fun when your kids get to the age where they have actual taste in music and they can share what they're listening to. And it's just, I don't know. I love that. Yeah. I felt so honored. She always shares music with me, but that she's like started to play that song. And I was like, you know, this is Bossa Nova. And she's like, I know, like, I think that you've influenced me to be open to this kind of music. So that's why I'm like, wow. Oh, it's like the perfect blend. Mm, That's so sweet. I love it. Okay. Well, my awesome of the week is also an audio treat. It's not music, but it is a novel that I just listened to via Audible. And it was so good. Kelly, it's one of those that I finished it days ago and I'm still thinking about it. Yes. Always the mark of a good book, right? Yes. The title of the book is None of This is True. And it's by Lisa Jewell, who I was not familiar with. (laughs) But apparently she has quite the collection of novels that she's written. And it is a, I don't want to say like a murder mystery. It's a thriller of sorts. But here is why I picked up the novel. Let me tell you the context for it, the sort of plot points. So it follows two women. One woman's name is Alex Summer, and the other woman's name is Josie Fair. And they cross paths on the night of their 45th birthday. They are birthday twins. This takes place in London. They happen to go to the same pub for their birthday dinners, and they cross paths. They were born on the exact same day in the exact same hospital. And Josie strikes up a conversation with Alex in the ladies' room. And they start talking about this. And Josie, whose point of view we get first in the book, is just absolutely enraptured by Alex. She thinks she's so cool and so pretty and all of these things. And so she looks her up. And well, it turns out that Alex Summer is a famous podcaster and that she has this whole series where she's been interviewing women and how they've overcome challenges in their life. And so basically, Josie tracks down Alex and approaches her and is like, I know you're a podcaster and I think you might want to make a podcast about my life and my story and my traumas that I have been through. And so the plot unfolds from there. And it is one of the most interesting audio productions I've heard in a long time. Again, I'm sure this is a whole experience reading it in print, but if you can, I highly encourage you to read this on audio because what the construct of the book is that Alex does make this podcast about Josie's story called Birthday Twins or Hi, I'm Your Birthday Twin, I think is the name of the series. But then some terrible things happen while they're recording, while she's recording Josie's story and the terrible things that happen, all of it, it later becomes a Netflix true crime docuseries. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so part of the story is told from the point of view of the Netflix docuseries, which comes out years after the events were unfolding while Alex was interviewing Josie for this podcast series. Yeah. So you have your main narrators for the main characters, but also that really does sound like you're listening to a Netflix documentary while you're listening to the book. It's a whole multimedia experience, Kelly. I love that. I love that. I love that they're getting so creative, you know, like that this is what the book is done, but then they're like, how can we make this? really an interesting and creative experience for the people who are going to listen to it. Yes. 
The audio production on this is fantastic. I will say it is a thriller of sorts, kind of like a domestic drama, but also thriller. It kept me guessing until the end. And the ending is one that I'm still, days later, I'm still kind of turning it over in my head and looking at it from different angles and stuff. It was so good. Again, it's called None of This is True, and it's by Lisa Jewell, and I highly recommend it on audio. You know what it reminds me of is Only Murders in the Building, kind of that like TV that. show, yeah. because like there was a podcast that they decided to start about this, and then people are investigating their podcast. People are making a podcast about the people who are making the podcast. It's this yes. meta sort of thing when it comes to, right. but yet it's real people. Like That's how Murders in the Building, and I'm guessing this book, it's not just about this kind of voyeuristic look like this is really happening to me so you're right right there with the main characters that sounds fascinating and also perfect for this month kind of a thriller yeah definitely yeah yes okay well those are our awesomes of the week this week we would love to hear what is awesome in your life so again please come and find us on social media we are at sort of awesome show on instagram and every friday in the hangout we love to hear what's awesome in your life It always inspires us for sure. We inspire each other with what is awesome. I love to read through that thread, Kelly, because not only do people share what they're into, but also just their personal lives and things that are happening that are really good in their lives. And yeah, it's happy. Yeah. If you need a dose of good news and goodness, the Awesome of the Week thread never disappoints for sure. Okay. Well, speaking of never disappointing, we have got quite the seasonal list for you guys for fall of 2023. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Okay, friends, it's time for another true story about my life, my bed, and why I love our bedding from Brooklinen. So last week, I got really sick with one of those very fast but very violent stomach viruses. I didn't want anyone else in the house in my bedroom. I told everyone to stay far away from me, but that left me by myself while I was sick. And also, it left me so thankful for the comfort of our bedding from Brooklinen. When I was sweating it out with actual fever dreams, our Brooklinen sheets were keeping me cool and comfortable. And that's one of a hundred things I love about Brooklyn and bedding. Whether you are sweating from actual fever dreams like mine, or if you are going through some hot flashes at night with perimenopause or menopause, or the opposite end of the spectrum, maybe your partner keeps your bedroom freezing cold and you always need something to snuggle under. Whatever your sleep situation is, Brooklinen has you covered with sheet options from linen to flannel to accommodate all sleepers, cool, hot, and everything in between. As we get into the fall season, our days are shorter, our nights are longer, you're going to be spending more time in your bed. It's time to upgrade your bedding to Brooklinen. It's no trick. Brooklinen's best-selling linens are sure to curb any seasonal scaries you might have this fall. You can visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use code AWESOME20 for $20 off of your order of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N dot C-O-M. Use promo code AWESOME20. That's awesome and the number 20 for $20 off. Happy snuggling, awesomes. Okay, we are back and we are talking all things fall season. Of course, we always try to give you right at the start of every season a list of awesome things to be on the lookout for, trends to keep an eye on, tips and tricks for the season ahead. Kelly, why don't you kick us off with this fall list with what you brought for us first? So this is actually something you said that tips and tricks. This is a tip and trick that I am bringing to everybody because I feel like if there is one flower that is associated 
with fall that people want to put on their front porches, it's mums. Yes. Right? Oh, um, yes. In fact, I get very cranky when Costco, which has great prices on mums, but starts to bring them into the store in like mid-August. And I'm like, I do. No. Yes. I also get cranky about it. Yes. Like, I love a good mom and I love their moms because they tend to be really good and they're huge and yeah. they don't cost much money for the size they are. But I get kind of cranky about it, but you can't not buy moms for fall, I feel like. If you're the kind of person who wants to have that seasonal effect on your porch or on your patio or your deck, you got to buy moms. So I just heard this at the very end of the season last year. And it's this tip to water moms from the bottom oh. instead of watering them from the top. Okay. And the reason is, is that most of the mums that we buy, of course, are going to have like drainage holes in the pots. And we rarely, I think most people, unless you're very, very ambitious, don't repot mums. You know, like we get them, we might put them in a pot. Sometimes I even just dig some dirt out and like set the pot with the dirt, you know, like right in, whatever. Totally. But it's got those drainage holes in there. So if you can take your mums and put them in a box, a bucket, even your bathtub of water for like an hour, the water is going to get sucked up by the roots of the mums through those drainage holes. Okay. And the advantage that they say is that mum leaves are pretty prone to fungus. And so watering them from the top, not that you're necessarily taking a big sprinkler watering can and like dumping water all over the flower heads, but they're like water that gets on the leaves is not great. So watering them from the bottom ensures also that they have the right amount of water because they're going to suck up what they need. And then the rest can, you know, just be left behind in the bucket or the bathtub or wherever you're, you're soaking them. So I was like, that seems kind of brilliant because I feel like even in Minnesota, my moms go from like, they look pretty good to I come out the next day and they look very wilted. Yeah. And then I'm trying to water them. And it's like, because some of them are so large, I've only watered one side. It's hard for me to balance their watering needs. So I was like, this sounds like a really brilliant way. It does take a little bit of work because you're going to have to move your mums around or you're going to have to have some sort of a thing that you can set them in for a little bit. How often you do that depends on how dry it is, you know, where you are and how hot it is. But I was like, what a great idea to try to extend the life of your mums as far as you can. Here in Minnesota, they tend to die because of cold before they die of fungus. But I have seen that fungus before. And I would imagine that in places like where you are, Meg, like mums could last through Halloween, maybe even to Thanksgiving. For sure. Yes. Yeah. This is a great way to try to extend their life, watering them from the bottom instead of, you know, using a watering can and watering them from the top just helps their roots stay healthy and helps to keep that fungus off the leaves and keeps your porch looking so cute. I must confess that we absolutely have watered our mums from the top with a sprinkler. Oh, yeah. head okay. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, wait, oh. we're not supposed to. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, Honestly, that. I let my little kids water those. They love it. It's so fun. And the mums that we've had, especially the ones from Costco, have been hearty enough to withstand the okay. <laughs> the poor the poor choices we've made in watering. <laughs> well, and it might be because you're dry at this time of year too That's and hot true. still. So it might just evaporate quickly. I feel like yeah. if you're in a spot where it's kind of damp and, you know, that fungus is going to grow or it's still really humid in a place, yeah. uh, maybe it's yeah, more yeah. prone. So I'm glad that you haven't suffered. <laughs> but now I know them. a great way to do it instead of, you know. Yeah, a bath instead of a shower. 
Exactly. Perfect. Perfect for the mums this year. Okay. Well, the first thing I wanted to talk about are the fall movie releases. Oh, I haven't even seen this. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, you might want to have some of these on your radar. You know, going back to the theater after we weren't allowed in theaters during the pandemic for so long, I have genuinely forgotten how much fun it is. And it's been so great to be back in theaters just watching movies again. And there's some good releases coming up that I wanted to make sure everyone knew about. Of course, many of us know that on October 13th, you can go see Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour. If you did not get to see it in person, you can see the full length feature film of it. So that's definitely one that I'm sure people have on the calendars. One that is of particular interest to me, but I think a lot of people are going to be really dialed into this is Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, okay. Yes, this comes out on October 20th. It is directed by Martin Scorsese. Scorsese? Scorsese? I don't know. I'm a hick from Oklahoma. I say it's Martin Scorsese. Yeah, it's probably Scorsese. I don't know. I don't know, though. <laughs> don't now that I say it, I can both ways sound right. Yeah. But it stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons, Lily Gladstone, Tantu Cardinal, And it is based on the 2017 book by David Gran, also called Killers of the Flower Moon. And it tells about how in the 1920s, members of the Osage Nation, the tribe here in Oklahoma in Osage County, were murdered after oil was found, was like sort of discovered on their land. And the FBI decided to investigate those murders. So it's a true story. Right. Really happened in Oklahoma. And a lot of the film was filmed here in Oklahoma. So I'm very much looking forward to this. Lots of good buzz. I mean, a Martin Scorsese film, of course, is going to have a lot of good buzz around it, but lots of early reviews saying that this is a really good film. So yeah, well, and I have read about that. I just didn't know it was coming out this fall, but what I was reading was the attention to detail of trying to make sure like Osage Nation was represented correctly, the attention to detail in the period into, you know, race relations and to the FBI, like that it is amazing. We actually interviewed for the show that I produce at NPR, David Grant, his new book that is about a shipwreck. It's crazy. Like, I don't know how he finds these historical moments that like most people have not heard of. And he's just like, have you heard? This is a true story. It's crazy. But he was talking about making of the movie of what is it? Killers of the Flower Moon. Of the Flower Moon. Thank you. Yes. And he was just raving about everybody's attention to making sure that they get this right. And so I have heard good things about it too. That'll be amazing. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see it. And again, that comes out on October 20th. Later in the fall, in November, you know, last year, a big film that everyone was talking about was the Elvis biopic. Well, this fall in November, we get the Priscilla story. Oh. Yes. That is starring Kaylee Spanny. I believe is her name in Jacob Alordi. I'm not doing great with names today. Apologies all around. Jacob Alordi is also in that. And that one also has a ton of great critical reviews on it so far. I think it was previewed at the Vienna Film Festival, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, it's already been previewed by critics and seems like it's going to be a good one. And then Kelly, a couple more of note, especially for if you like to go to the movies with your family. The Marvels is coming out. This is the sequel to Captain Marvel, part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mm -hmm. the ever-expanding stories coming from the MCU. The Marvels comes out in November. And then also in November, 
The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which Mm. is the prequel to the Hunger Games trilogy that comes out in November. And so if you or your kids were fans of the Hunger Games trilogy, now we get the prequel to that. Also, that was written by Suzanne Collins as well. She wrote the novels for the Hunger Games. So, yeah, some good stuff coming up. Yeah, well, and especially because... Since the Screen Actors Guild and the writers, everybody's been on strike. Yes. I think we might have like a lull a little bit. Yes. I'm guessing all of these movies were already kind of in the can. Right. Um, and so as far as now, you know, like the oh, Screen yeah. Act, like right now as the time that we're recording this, the writers have settled under new contracts, but the actors are still on strike. So I feel right. like this is really good to know because there's probably not going to be as many movies this fall. Well, and also I think as part of I could be totally wrong, and I'm so sorry. I should have done a little side research before we were talking about this. But I think as part of the strike, the actors aren't doing publicity right. even for the movies that are coming out. That's true. So you may not hear a lot of buzz, you know, in the media. Yes. But I just wanted to put these on your radar that they will be out. So right, that's what I mean. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is I know yeah. they're not doing publicity, any promotion, but I'm guessing the studios are still going to try to market. Yeah, so it's yeah. just going to be harder to hear. So that's really yeah. good to know. Okay. What's next on your list? Next on my list is something, it's a TikTok trend, but I think it's so cute. So I'm bringing it here for people who maybe haven't seen it or you're not on TikTok. And it is called Trendy Thrifted Ghost Paintings. So if you're aware of the trend, those words pulled an image up in your head. If you're not, the idea is that you go to a thrift store or anywhere that you can thrift an old painting. And you find something, maybe something that even kind of matches the decor in your home, the style of your home. And then you paint using acrylic paints on this thrifted piece of art, little ghosts or little fall kind of thematic things to then just like have it be this like spooky little fun painting. And it is, you guys, so cute. And while I have not tried it, I am going to try it with my daughter. Yeah. So easy too, because ghosts are pretty easy. To paint. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to be an artist. Right. I've watched people do it. You know, you're just using a white acrylic paint. You can use black for the eyes. People are like, if you want to get kind of the next level, and this is really it, it's like using a little bit of a light gray to add some shading to add a little depth. Okay. But that's it. Really, the fun is in picking the painting and then where are you going to add the ghosts, right? Yes. And so yes. I have seen the cutest ideas, like people who will buy a carousel, like an old timey carousel and then like some of the people that are on the horses or the animals in the carousel get painted over with ghosts or maybe you just really have a lot of landscapes in your home so you just have like ghosts peeking behind the trees it's really a fun way like if you google it you can see all the different ways that people have added ghosts into their paintings and of course you can add in some bats very easy to paint as well a pumpkin or two some leaves something like that but then you have like a little bit of artwork to display that you made And it fits your home, theoretically, something fun. And I've also seen, and I thought this was such a good idea, friends having parties to do this together. Oh, fun. I love that. So you still have time. It's just the beginning of October. You know, if you get some friends together, you could all go to the thrift store together and everybody picks a painting and then come back to somebody's house and have a glass of cider or a glass of wine and make your paintings. Or one person could thrift a bunch of different, you know, depending on how it would work for your group. But I just thought, what a great idea and a fun thing to get yes. together. You could do it with moms and daughters or, you know, parents and kids. You could just do it with your own friends. I know this is one of those things that 
in five years, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to see that painting, you know, like, but right now it's so fun and cute and new that this is the year, 2023 fall. It felt like it had to be on the fall list to have a little bit of a thrifted ghost painting. Absolutely. I love that. That is so much fun. And yeah, I have seen it on TikTok and I think it really is kind of just in this line of, I know Gen Z, you guys, they are so, (laughs) they're so ethical and responsible and very concerned about all things climate, or at least my Gen Zers are. And they are very much into repurposing things and upcycling things and making something old new again and being really creative with it. And I just love this trend because I think it kind of fits with that whole thing that they're very much into. And since I basically run TikTok anyway. Yes. <laughs> Which is us, why it's a trend there, right? Yes, exactly. The rest of us can be inspired by that. So yeah. that's so fun. Okay, well, my next one is kind of for the home as well. Unfortunately, okay. this one isn't upcycled. Although if you were creative, this is absolutely something you could make yourself. But if you're not creative, no fear. I found something that you can buy for your home. You know, Kelly, I love blankets. I freaking love blankets and <laughs> I'm always so happy when I can get my stack of blankets out, but for the fall and for cozy season, I guess. So as you know, when we're moving into midlife, sometimes we might feel so warm that we don't even want a blanket. <laughs> it goes back and forth, right? Like yes. you get warm, you sweat, then you're like cold and then you're warm and you sweat. So yes, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a Definitely. Well, there is a slim blanket that I found on Amazon that you can either get it in four layers or six layers of this soft, 100% muslin. It's pre-washed cotton. And so it's a perfect lightweight blanket for those yeah. of us who do want to snuggle up with a blanket, maybe to watch a movie or to read a book. But we also kind of overheat easily since it's so light and breathable. It's just absolutely dreamy for the fall. And it comes in some beautiful fall colors. If you are a person who likes to switch out your home decor and make it more seasonal, it comes in especially this really pretty mustard yellow that is Mm -hmm. just feels very fall. And so I really loved that. I always loved muslin blankets for my babies and always thought, wouldn't this be so comfy for a grown up? And now you can totally have an adult sized muslin blanket for fall snuggle season. And as a little bonus, I was going to throw this in. If you like to maybe curl up, snuggle up with your blankie and do some journaling, our friend Tish Oxenrider has a brand new journal out. She sent me a copy of it. It's called First Light and Eventide. And the concept is really simple. She has some words in the beginning that kind of explain how how and why she put this journal together. That basically the concept is there's a page for each morning and it's all undated. So you can just pick it up and do it whenever you want to. A page for the morning, a page for the evening. She's included some quotes for the various days as you go through it. But every morning it has a space for three things of gratitude. What three things am I thankful for this morning? Then there's a section in the morning, greater truth. What is one absolutely true thing about myself or God? And then the last entry for the morning, good day, Grace. What is one thing in my control that would make this day a good one? So if you're a morning journaler, if you just want to jot down some notes in the morning, you can do that. And then in the evening, again, a spot for three things of gratitude, things that happened during the day. Then she has a place for gaffes. 
What's oh, one thing would have made today better? You know, so like you kind, kind of assess the day and think about, is there anything that you would have changed? And then good night gift. What one thing can I ask for God's help with? And so it's just a really pretty, as you can see, just like mm-hmm. a very pretty, simple journal, a daily gratitude journal. If you've done gratitude journaling in the past and you want a new spin on it, you might love this. Or if you've never done it before, because the thought of just like opening pages and jotting down things you're grateful for, maybe just wasn't very inspiring for you. I think you'll really like this. It's so minimalist, but just like so aesthetically pleasing and just feels good in the hands. So this is out now. You can find it on Amazon or wherever you find books. So I wanted to throw that in there. I thought it was perfect for as the days are getting shorter. Maybe we're spending more time being reflective in those types of things. So. I mean, fall is just a season of reflection, I think, Yes, right? You're thinking back. I mean, for sure, the holidays are at the door and ready to like come in and run us over. But at the same time, I feel like this time, this early mid-fall is when you do have some space to do some of that journaling and be reflective and be intentional with a good Muslim blanket over your lap. I love that we have found a way to make the fall list compatible with perimenopause. Yes. This is what Midlife with Megan Mindy has produced yes. is like these real practical, like we want yes. to be cozy, but also hot flashes. <laughs> but also I'm sweating in here. Is anybody else hot? <laughs> yes, oh, for love sure. it. wear layers. <laughs> yes, wear layers. Perfect. Wear layers. Yes. All right. What's something else on your fall list? Okay. So I was thinking about food because we are making the switch. Like, I don't know, you guys mentally this year, I can't get out of summer. Like, you know that I'm, I'm a summer lover, but for whatever reason, all through September, like I was just not transitioning. I was stuck (laughs) at five centimeters, six centimeters. I was like, I am grilling. And my kids are like, aren't we going to have chili at some point? And I was like, no, why would we have chili? And they're like, because it's September 22nd. And I'm like, well, I guess. So especially with food, I have just been reluctant to move on. Okay, I get it. So yes, I don't know. Like some years I'm reluctant, but I do it. And this year Mm -hmm. I've just been very, I don't know, not paying attention or just a refusal denial. Yes. But I was thinking about soups and trying to get myself to be like, you like soups. Soups are good. (laughs) Soups are easy, you know, all that. So I got out my recipes and I was like, oh my gosh, this soup, and I've never talked about it on the podcast, I don't think, is such a good soup. I will say right up front, my kids are not a big fan of this because for lots of different reasons, and I'll tell you the flavors, but if I'll make it just for me and I'm like, you guys can heat up your own canned chicken noodle. I don't care. Like this is (laughs) such a good and healthy soup. So it is vegan coconut lentil soup. Mm, Okay. I got the recipe from Bon Appetit years ago. Okay. Let me tell you the flavors and I'm going to kind of walk you through it because I think that if you cook at all, this will all make sense to you. It uses a large onion, you know, minced garlic and ginger, and you cook that in coconut oil. So you're starting like this is a vegan recipe, right? So you're starting with coconut oil. It's like that little bit of a flavor, but just those three things cooked in coconut oil smell so good. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So you got those three things. I will also say the recipe calls for you, you know, using like a three inch piece of ginger that you chop. I have a little squirt tube of like processed ginger. I just like some in my pan. Like you can definitely make this recipe easier 
if you want to take some steps and maybe I'll put those somewhere like in a show note, but right. Then you put in curry powder and cayenne. So you're going to get those spices, those warm, you know, a little bit of spicy spices in there. You're going to layer on top of that unsweetened coconut milk. So you know, like the coconut mm-hmm. milk you get in the can. Mm-hmm. Split red lentils, which I have often found at Trader Joe's, but I'm okay. sure you could get them at any regular grocery store, you know, that yeah. not like the general kind, but any other one would have red lentils. It wants you to use unsweetened shredded coconut. So again, this is a little bit, maybe you don't have that already in your cupboard. I have sweetened mm-hmm. shredded coconut. They want you to use unsweetened and it is worth trying to find. Again, okay. I found it at a regular grocery store. Not a hard thing because it's like one of those healthier things yeah. in the baking aisle where they have the shredded coconut. And then it's like salt, water. You're going to let those flavors cook with okay. the lentils so that they can break down a little bit. And at the very end, you add a can of crushed tomatoes and a box of thawed and squeezed spinach. Okay. Hello. I know. So what you end up with is something that is, it's not as thick as a stew, but it is a pretty thick soup because those lentils do break down and, you know, thicken the soup. And you've got the heat and the warmth from the curry and the cayenne. That coconut that's in there is almost imperceptible. Like if you're like, I'm not a huge coconut person. This is not like a coconut forward soup. It's kind of hidden. But then with the spinach and the tomatoes, it's so good. So I feel like my kids are not huge fans of curry. So I think that was probably the first thing that they were like, "Uh, this is pretty curry forward, not coconut forward. They also are skeptical about things that have coconut in them. You know, it's a vegan recipe. It's a vegetarian recipe. It doesn't have, they're like, where's the meat? Where's the bacon on top? You know, that sort of thing. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to adulterate this soup. And add stuff. I suppose you could put in shredded chicken or, you know, like cut up shrimp, something like that, that would go well with these flavors. But honestly, you guys, this is a grown up soup. And I say, let it be what it is. Yeah. Maybe your kids will like it. Like this would have been one of those things. I don't know about you, Meg, but when my kids were super little, like before, when they were like under three, they would eat anything. Mm-hmm. They would have eaten the soup. They would have loved it. And then they get to be like five, four or five. And they're oh, like, yes. hot dogs, mac and cheese, chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. All. Yes, yes, yes. So maybe you have kids that will try it and will love it. It's also a really good recipe to keep in hand. Like sometimes I'll make a big pot. My husband and I will eat some and we'll put some in the freezer because it's a great thing to bring to people who, especially it's like lots of times if you want to bring a meal and you're like, ah. They're vegetarian, yes. you know, like I don't oh, know what to make. Right. Yes. Make yeah. this or yes. you know, keep it around. It's a great recipe for that since it has all of, you know, the food items that are problematic for people are not here. So anyway, yeah. we'll link to a recipe in the show notes. I am probably going to make this the next few weeks as I try okay. to adjust to my actual reality and tell my brain that it's going to be okay. <laughs> so yeah, this is a good way to do it. The vegan coconut lentil soup from Bon Appetit. Okay. Well, here's my idea. It goes along with my next thing for the fall list. Make a batch of Kelly's vegan coconut lentil soup for yourself and also a friend or a couple of friends. Invite them over for lunch or maybe an evening dinner so the grown-ups can eat the fancy, delicious yep. grown-up soup and play a round of the game, We're Not Really Strangers. Have you okay. heard of this? I want to say that like I've seen it in an ad, okay. but you know, like in a Target ad or something, but yes. I don't really know about it. So tell me more. 
Okay, so it's one of those games where you pull questions from the box, basically, and ask each other. And they have a variety of different editions of it. I wanted to talk about the friendship one because I think it's so fun. But they also have one for couples. They have one for family, one for kids. And so you could make a nice meal for your family and do this. You could do it whenever. I don't know. Again, as the weather changes. This could be something that you do on an evening when you just don't have much to do. Whatever. Keep it on hand. But the friendship edition, I what I really loved about it is there's different levels of questions in the box. So level one is called the perception level. And those are questions that explore how well you already know each other. Like one of the questions I saw an example of was, if you could relive any moment in our friendship, what would you relive? So like a thing that happened, the thing, an experience you guys shared, whatever. Then there's level two. That's the connection level. And those questions are meant to help you connect on a deeper level. So whether you're getting to know a new friend or maybe somebody you've been friends with for years, these are the questions that kind of dig a little bit deeper for you guys to explore together. And then the third level, level three, reflection, is all about getting to know who your friends are becoming, not just who they've been which I thought was really fascinating. And, you know, sometimes if you're in the just trenches of life together, you Mm. don't really pause and talk about the changes that you're going through, the ways that you've evolved, who you're becoming, those types of things. So I thought those were really cool. Again, it's called We're Not Really Strangers. They have different editions, but especially maybe grab the friendship edition. And I think any of these could be really fun holiday gifts as we get closer and closer to holiday gift giving. Might be something to put on a gift list. Right. Well, here's my question. And I don't know if you've seen it enough to be able to answer this, but would it be helpful or would it be too fraught with peril if you were wanting to do it with like your family or extended family? Because I've already seen some questions in the Hangout as we've talked. The Hangout is such a great place. And as we approach the holidays, people saying, I want this Thanksgiving, for example, to be more intentional in the sense that our family, like many in it feels like the world, but it's probably just yeah. like North America. You know, like feels very divided. There's a lot of things that we are trying not to talk about. There's also yeah. like that means that the relationships are kind of surfacey. And so right. I'm like looking for something to do other than just sit around and look at the wall and talk about the weather. Is there yeah. something that we can do together that would be fun? Right. Do you think this would delve too much into like? No, I don't think areas? so. Because again, they do have a family version. And so I'm looking at the description for the family version. It's the same three levels. Again, perception, how well you know each other, connection, connecting on a deeper level. And then their level three is get to know your family, not just as relatives, but as human beings, which could be really good too. So I think it could be good. And I think probably you could use your own discretion as the host and maybe go through the box and pull any that might be a little tender or too inflammatory. But I do think that could be a really great family gathering one too, to pick up the family edition of it. So yeah, Yeah, that sounds really interesting. And I love, like you said, you could have some friends over and do it. You could do it like on a meal with your family that lives under your roof still. There's so many possibilities. There's just always coming up with such cool stuff. I don't know. I know. All right. Well, speaking of cool stuff, Kelly and I have even more cool stuff for your fall 2023. And we're going to get to that when we come right back. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we're back. And one thing that I always like to talk about, Kelly, are fall fashion trends. I mean, sometimes you can just tell by looking around what's in the store as to what's trending. But I know both of us really look to see, like, what are some other notable things that we're coming across? I know you and I both noticed that blazers are back in a big way for fall. Yeah, in a big, big way, like in the sense that it's not just the fitted blazer, which it's not like that ever goes out of style. But what's really in this fall are the big boxy blazers, like almost think like shoulder pad Mm -hmm. material because they're big and boxy and long. And then, of course, you wear it with a fitted shirt underneath and it's super cute. And I love that style since the 90s when it first was around. And so I'm so happy to see a boxy blazer back on the this is what's cool for fall list. Yes. Lots of 90s inspired stuff. I feel like everywhere, including rugby shirts. Yes. Target just did that collaboration. And I cannot remember the line. What was that called? I had it up just a second ago, too, because I was looking at something else at Target and I noticed it. And it's probably still available at most Target stores, right? It's a collaboration line that they do. I'm putting yeah. it up here. And it did have some stuff that was, it was very 90s inspired. Yes, the rugby shirts. I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have saved those from my 90s era. But I'm just seeing lots of, you know, Y2K has been in for a while, but I'm definitely seeing throwbacks all the way back to 90s. Oh yeah. Styles. And sweater vests. So I don't know, is that 90s? I was like, I can't remember like what era that's from. That was the other one that I thought that's cute and fun. Because I'll be honest, there's some of the things that when I looked at, you know, like especially the high fashion magazines, when you look Mm -hmm. at what the fall fashions are, I'm just like, yeah, no. Yeah. Like it's a little too crazy. And there's nothing that's super different this year. I feel like a lot of this fall trends this year, we've been talking about the 90s resurgence for a while, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. that's not like big different. Of course, wide leg pants, right? And jeans. Yes. Not skinny jeans. So I'm very sorry if people were like, maybe they'll come back. I did see somebody (laughs) say you can still wear a skinny if you're going to tuck it into a long boot. Oh, okay. There you go. Even then, I'm like, I love my long boots, my tall boots. So I'm not getting rid of them. But I haven't seen many people wear that. Although I think it's Mm. kind of a classic look, especially in the fall. Yeah. A couple of other things I noticed is metallics are very in. Yes. I've seen metallics like in sweaters, but also in footwear. Yes. So shoes. Yes. And shoes. So keep an eye out for that. Two colors that are supposed to be big this fall. The first one I'm not thrilled about because I cannot wear this color for the life of me. And that is tomato red. Oh, it's wow. very on trend. Yeah. It's so kind of an orangey specific. red. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That is the color in the rainbow that I cannot pull off. Does not work with my complexion, my hair, nothing. But, but also, Kelly, deep gray. Lots of gray. Okay. I love gray. I know Me it's too. gray. It's a little plain, whatever. I love gray. I have a lot of gray in my closet already. So I was very excited to be like, oh, I'll be on trend this year with all of my gray. <laughs> yes. Gray is a great neutral. I feel like oh, it's not yes. as harsh as black, but it's right. got a lot of the same things. Yes. Yes. I agree. 
You know, we were talking about TikTok and Gen Z and how they set trends on there. One thing that has been trending all year on TikTok in terms of makeup is the latte look, like latte inspired makeup, which is just what you might think. Warm browns and just like a very brown inspired neutrally look. And I even wore one of my favorite brown lipsticks today. So think like Elaine Bennis, the icon (laughs) of the 90s. With her brown lipstick, Kyla and I rewatched Seinfeld a while back, like when we were just in the evenings, whatever, puttering around. And I was like, please, what lipstick is she wearing? Her lips were always perfect. So I did some digging and probably one of the closest ones, if you like that Elaine Bennis brown lip from the 90s was Revlon's Toast of New York, which is still in production. Some others, the one I'm wearing right now is from Say and it's called Nouveau. It's one of my favorites. I love it so much. Even ColourPop, they have a luxe lipstick line. They have an actual shade called Latte. So easy to pick up. And I know they carry ColourPop at Target now, which is so nice and handy. So yeah, just that warm, brownish, even into the sort of like apricot end of brownish neutrals all the way to like a terracotta for the whole face. But if you just want to dabble in it, grab a brownish lipstick and you'll be completely on trend. So yeah, I that and I fun. feel like brown is not a color that I like. However, you can get a brown tinted in lipstick in a lot of different sorts yes, of, of colors. Totally. You, know, you can find kind of a pinkish brown. That's kind of a, you could find yes. a plum brown. It's that idea. I love, you know, like what you said, it's warm, right? Right. And I feel like trying it on your lips is the easiest place to Absolutely. just freshen up your makeup, right? Totally, yes. Okay, let's talk Trader Joe's, a topic okay. that we often visit when it's the I two know. of us on microphone. Let's talk Trader Joe's and fall stuff. Okay, let's talk about it. But you guys, I did some research and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I looked at the new products for fall 2023 at Trader Joe's and there really aren't that many new products yeah. for fall at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Now, are there the classics? Do we still love all of their things? Yes. Like they still have the pumpkin bread mix that you can make. They have the pumpkin pancakes. They have pumpkin bagels and pumpkin cream cheese, which are fantastic. Of course, they have pumpkin pie spice, which you can use in so many different things. They've got all of the apple things. They've got an apple tart in the frozen section. One of the new things that they have this year. So if you're familiar, and I love these at Trader Joe's, they have a mochi ice cream desserts in the frozen food section. Mm -hmm. So they have come out with a caramel apple (gasps) frozen mochi. Wow. Yum. So I bought two boxes. I was like, this is going to be a huge hit. And my kids tried them and you guys, they were not impressed. They were like, it tastes kind of fake. And the, the ice cream is just vanilla. So the flavoring is supposed to be in the rice wrapper that goes around the ice cream. So they weren't impressed. I also bought, which again, this is not new. It's a classic. They're hold the cone. Little mini ice cream cones that they have for fall, which are a ginger cone with pumpkin ice cream. Those are still amazing. So I would say, you know, if you're looking for an ice cream treat, they also have, and I did not try this, a salted maple ice cream. We have that. That is new. Okay. Have you tried it? I love it. My kids like it. Well, some of them do. Nico won't eat it at all. He's just not into it. But I like it a lot. It's not very salted. It's mostly tastes like eating a maple donut that's ice cream. Okay. So there you go. I feel like that was what I was reading. People who had tried it, they were like, it's fine. 
Yeah. Like it's not very if salted. You, like maple, you know, like, yeah, if you like maple, go for it. Yeah. Because they also have a pumpkin ice cream, which is very good yeah. at Trader Joe's. So here's the product that I am bringing for my contribution to the okay. list, the Trader yes. Joe's product. And this is, again, this is not new, but it was probably the thing that my family was the most excited to see. It's their Harvest Blend Herbal Tea. Ooh, yum. So this is in the tea aisle. The package looks full. It's got a fox on it drinking tea amid leaves. You know, like yes. you can't miss it in a yes. yellow box. It's like two fifty for 20 bags of tea. It is an herbal tea and it is fall in a tea. It is yeah. all the things that you think of. It is apple. It is cinnamon. It is ginger. It is fantastic. It is my yeah. kid's favorite tea. So I remember I have a lot of tea. I have a lot of hot drinks. I have a whole yes. shelf in my cupboard pantry of just hot drinks, You know, whether it's chai or teas or coffees oh, yeah, or hot totally. chocolates. And when we ran out of this tea in the winter, they were like, mom, we need more of the herbal tea, you know, because they were like not feeling well. And I'm like, they don't sell it year round. It's only available in the fall. And they were like, what? It's my favorite tea. I was like, sorry. So they were very happy to see it back. They're anticipating, you know, drinking this over the course of these chillier months before we get into real, now I want hot chocolate season around Christmas. But it is a fantastic tea because it's herbal. You can give it to kids. It's so good. So that's what I'm bringing to the awesomes from Trader Joe's for fall 2023. Is there anything that you want to add? Yeah. My kids, especially, it's so funny because Nico does not like the maple flavored things, but he has discovered he loves everything pumpkin. Yes. And so I got the pumpkin frozen waffles, pumpkin bagels. The pumpkin brioche bread was a huge hit. I've never tried that. Oh, okay. It's very good. I will like put a little butter in the skillet, like a cast iron skillet and toast it in the yeah. skillet. My kids <sighs> love that. In fact, when I was at the store this week, they didn't have it on the shelf anymore. So I don't know if that season okay. is already over. But my favorite pumpkin thing. Well, first of all, I also got, speaking of their maple stuff, they have the maple mini marshmallows. I don't know if those are new or not. That's new. Those are new. I did see okay. that. I know that they've done peppermint mini marshmallows in the winter. So this is the same idea, but it's maple. Those are new for 2023. And again, I think if you like maple and you want to add those into baking or into, I don't know, maybe even like a hot cocoa, I don't know if that would go or whatever. Someone said they wanted to put them on top of like sweet potatoes at, you know, for like Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay. So good. You guys go get them right now. They will not last until Thanksgiving. (laughs) No. You know that they won't. So get some bags now and save them for your Thanksgiving sweet potatoes. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. With like some pecans. I know. I was like, okay. Okay. Because I wasn't thinking, I'm like, I don't want that in my hot chocolate. But yes, Yes. that sounds like amazing. And you know, you kick up the basic sweet potato casserole a whole bunch. Right. Well, one thing I love that I'd never gotten before, and I do not think this is new, is their pumpkin cream cheese. Oh, yes. Which I've gotten it. It was so good. I love their organic super bread, which has all the nuts in it. It has like yes. sunflower seeds and I think pumpkin seeds in it. It's just like a really crunchy, dense bread. Yeah. So I toasted that and put the pumpkin cream cheese on it. And it's so good. Like it's not a pumpkin spice cream cheese. It's no. just lightly pumpkin yeah. flavored, spreadable cream cheese. It was so good. I'm going to need to refresh that snack for myself for sure. Yeah. 
for a while, we were getting the pumpkin bagels and the pumpkin cream cheese. And like they did just go really well together. And like you said, it's not overly heavy cinnamon nutmeg, you know, like it does have obviously a little bit of spice in there, but it was just the perfect pairing. Yes. And so we almost burned out on it because we ate so much of it because it was so good. Yeah. Yes. Okay, before we wrap up, I know you have one more thing to tell us to inspire our Halloween. Real quick, I want to tell you guys about some fall fragrances. You know, I love my fall fragrances. I always love fragrances, but in the fall, I really indulge in how much I love a gourmand fragrance, so very food-inspired. And there's a new-to-me indie perfume maker called Pulp Fragrances, P-U-L-P, Pulp Fragrances, and they're out of Canada. And I was looking through their catalog. I will tell you guys their turnaround time. And this is often the case with small indie fragrance um, houses because they're literally like a small team of people that are, you know, making and mixing these fragrances and bottling and packaging and sending them out. So right now, their turnaround time on their new orders, it's like three to four weeks. So get your order in now at the beginning of October and hopefully you will get your fragrances that these they all feel so warm to me. The first one I wanted to tell you about is called Embrace. And the featured notes are, listen to this story of this fragrance, a kindly kitchen witch who invites you in from the cold, feeds you pumpkin shortbread with butter, apricot preserves, and brown sugar, and then sends you safely on your way. (laughs) Okay, I feel it. It sends me safely on my way. It's the part I was waiting for. I'm like, it sounds like she's just fattening me up. I have read too many (laughs) German fairy tales to be like comforted by this. But when I think about the smells and the feeling, maybe a kindly little grandmother instead, like, yeah, I can. That sounds amazing. So this one is supposed to be really, really apricot forward. I was reading some reviews on it. Somebody said that it's like I've stepped into a warm kitchen filled with the scent of buttery baked goods and soft spices while they're making apricot jam preserves still warm from the stove, juicy, jammy, very natural apricots. So think like apricot, I would say kolache. I don't know if people eat kolaches everywhere, but just baked goods with apricots is the idea with embrace. Okay. Another one that they have is called Harvest Moon. They actually have a whole moon series with like New Moon and Strawberry Moon and their Harvest Moon one. The notes are ripe blackberries and raspberries, boozy davana, toffee, smoked sea salt, red pine, and cocoa ganache. Wow. Dreamy. Yeah. And then another one that sounds so intriguing to me is called Autumn Morning. And the notes are a warm mug of hot chocolate, a bowl of slightly spiced oatmeal, bouquet of carnations, and a cozy blanket on your lap. And somebody who was reviewing this one, Autumn Morning, said, if you like fall candles and you kind of think you might like to smell like a fall candle, that you should check out Autumn Morning. They said it was like a really interesting oatmeal note to it, which, you know, Hmm. depending on how you feel about oatmeal, you may be like, oh, I don't know if I want that or not. But with all of the other kind of spices and florals that are going on in it, that it totally works. So yeah, I will put links in the show notes for those three from Pulp Fragrances if you guys want to check them out. And again, just make note of the turnaround time. It may vary and hopefully you'll get some Pulp Fragrances in your hand very soon. That sounds amazing. That's so funny because the last one that you were describing, the autumn morning, I was like, I want that in a candle. And you're like, yes. it sounds like a candle. I was like, it does sound like a candle. I want to smell it. 
even more than just on me. Because I think sometimes you like how you get immune to your own whatever is on your body. Yes. And so, yeah, those are some good scents. Yeah. Okay. You have one more very cute idea for us to send us off into this fall season. I do. And you guys, you may have seen this. I did it last year and I am so happy with it because it not only is fun, but it answers the perennial question that comes up every October in a house that has kids who are still trick-or-treating. How do I get my kids to eat anything, like even something healthy, before they go out trick-or-treating because the energy level is so high. Like, what do I do? And so there have been ideas over the years, like for a while we made mummy hot dogs where you buy biscuit dough, you know, like crescent roll dough and you cut it into thin strips and you wrap it around a hot dog and you bake it. They're really cute. That was fun, especially when they were little. But last year I put together a theme of a charcuterie tray. They call them charbuteries because it's boo. And I put together this tray for my kids and it worked so well because it had a mixture of different types of foods. They could pick what they wanted and they ate as they got ready. Like from the time they came home from school to my one daughter had a very elaborate makeup that she was doing, her sister was doing for her. So like while they were getting ready, they could just kind of keep snacking. Yeah. And they got healthy food. And we put it together and it was like, I had it already. It was very obviously minimal cleanup. It just worked really well. So I will share in the show notes some pictures and also like I've found some articles of people giving you ideas of what you can put on the tray. So on my tray, I used string cheese and you could do this a couple of ways. All I did was use a magic marker and like draw little ghost face on them. Yeah. So that was easy. I have seen people open them and shred the top so that it looks like crazy hair. Yes. You know, kind of. That's really cute too. One thing that I learned last year when I was putting together my charbuterie tray is that you can buy at Michael's, I'm sure you could do it on Amazon as well, a food safe marker. Oh. So that you can write on food and not have to worry about the ink. So I used that and I had a spinach, a frozen spinach dip sort of a thing that I put out with mini naan, which I buy these at Costco, but you could get them all of places. And then I mm-hmm. put like little skull faces because the, the little mini non are kind of the shape oh, of a little skull yes, anyway. Perfect. Yes. So I just lightly drew on them so that they could be used to, you know, scoop up the good warm spinach dip. Oh, you yeah. can peel a clementine mm. and then put a little tiny chunk of celery in them to make them look like little pumpkins they can decorate. I just cut up apples and peppers. Like I went with things that I knew my kids would eat, right? Yes, yes. I also used little balls of mozzarella, like the little fresh mozzarella balls. And I used the marker to make them look like eyeballs and just like had a bunch of those, some pepperoni. Also, I just had at the time some rambutan, which are a tropical fruit that you split in half and it has this kind of thing. They look spooky. They're actually really good. They look creepy though, because the outside is very has like wild hair all mm-hmm. over it. So it's kind of a fun one. If you have kids yes. of an age, you might try something. Mm-hmm. If you can find some in a grocery store, they're a fun addition to your tray. But you know, like a lot of people, they just put on, of course, heavily orange, dark colored grapes or olives. You can make a cheese ball. I have seen people do deviled eggs, but instead of having the middle part of the egg, you also mix in a little bit of avocado and lime juice and then put that back in so it's kind of green. So, you know, anything that looks a little spooky that you can, the key, get your kids to eat. Yes. 
that's it. And so it worked so well. I'm excited to do it again because like I said, it made my kids eat something that wasn't just junk food. Right. And I feel like for years in between the era of mummy dogs, we did like pizza, like something just because I was like, they'll eat it. And that's not bad either. Like you can even get some at some, like I think Papa Murphy's, you can get a Mm -hmm. pumpkin shaped, you know, pizza sort of Mm -hmm. a thing. But I just felt like this, actually, they ate some fruits and vegetables that <laughs> before is so good. they ate their weight and candy. So yes. yeah, check it out. We'll put, like I said, some links to some different ones in the show notes. The options are limitless, of course, to make your own charbuterie. So fun. And that is the perfect note to end on because, of course, fall season is spooky season that some people like mm-hmm. to start celebrating early. So just right. add this into the mix of your spooky season celebrations for sure. Oh, this was so fun, Kelly. I loved it. I love getting all geared up for the new season with you. If people want to come and find you on social media to talk about fall stuff or anything, where's the best place to find you? You can find me in the Hangout group, of course, but also on Instagram, on threads, even still on Twitter. My handle is always at KellyGordonMN or KellyGordonMN.com for recipes. That's my website. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are looking for tons of fall inspiration, if you're maybe even planning your Thanksgiving menu, go to kellygordonmn.com because she's got the hookup for you for sure. You can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg and you can find this show just by searching Sorta Awesome wherever you are. We would love to have you come and find us. Awesomes, happy fall and thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.